Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. In the early episodes of this podcast, there was a concept that we talked about so much. That was called the mirror. The mirror is essentially looking at yourself and other people as you apply any form of psychology. Now, this is so important because if you go to the shop, pick up any self-improvement book, open it up, it'll say, well, to find yourself, you'll have to do meditation, self-reflecting, Look at your thoughts, which we call metacognition, thinking about thinking, until you come up with ways of improving yourself. Or you might pick up one on social dynamics, and it will say, look, people are really driven by their ego, so you can be nice to them, use their name, all of these sort of strategies. However, it's kind of rare that you get a book, and it says, well, in order to be successful, you have to understand that the human works the same. You and the other person. And so any form of personal growth that you take, you can use that information in interacting with other people. Now, the first step in doing this is absolutely not manipulation. It's in understanding how other people work. When we understand others are like that, it starts from this place where we can have compassion, where we can have empathy, where we can feel what the other person is feeling. Understanding that All of us require air, food, water, clothing, shelter, all the basics allows us to accept that, hey, we're on this journey together, but we are so much more complicated than that. And you'll know that if you've got a pet, as amazing as they are, there are limits to the interactions. And so that's when we look at the human psychological needs. The most famous human psychological needs have been popularized by Tony Robbins, who says that we have six core needs, that is certainty and paradoxically uncertainty. Significance, the need to feel that you're unique and important. And again, paradoxically, connection and love. And that is that feeling of closeness, a union with other people. Like we talk with the essential physiological needs of water, shelter, etc., we understand that we are the same as other people. We need that connection. And then we have growth, and that's basically expanding your capability in any aspect, particularly within psychological realms, and contribution. And this is the sense of service. Obviously, contribution becomes a greater thing as we get older. It's pretty typical that you'll see somebody who's middle-aged and they're looking back at their career and they're like, wow, I wish I did more to help other people. And so they start volunteering. Or they have maladaptive behaviors to suppress it. But the big secret is, is that if you're younger and if you start contributing earlier, then it becomes much easier when you're older as well. And for anyone who's done a degree of important volunteering, you'll know that you get so much more back from that than you do from any other activity. I recently came back from a trip from Asia, and at this trip, we did absolutely anything you can think of that would be amazing. 
We went to theme parks, we went to all the shops, the tourist attractions, we did all the exciting activities, and then we just spent one evening giving to the homeless people. And you know which one is the most memorable and made us the most happy. But back to the podcast. So we spoke earlier that we have the six human needs that Tony Robbins keeps going on about. You can basically compress these into three factors. The first one is that we're looking to be comfortable. And if you examine your motives, essentially most of the stuff we do is to make sure that you're comfortable. You work so that you can have money, so that you can avoid being homeless, you can live in a comfortable house, that you can enjoy the creature comforts that come with having money. The next one is being certain, being safe, being secure. Now this is so important because many of the activities that we do also play into this need. If you're like me and you get into the martial arts or combat sports, then you know that if you practice it long enough, then you'll have a degree of certainty that you're you're safe out in public. That if you're in a confrontation, look, no one's guaranteed a win no matter who you are. But generally, you'll be able to survive and probably do well against the majority of people. Others of us are in jobs that we don't really like, but we know that we get that paycheck. And that paycheck brings that certainty that at least we'll have money. And of course, that falls into the comfort factor. And then finally, and this is one that's really important because it's very subtle and people can't actually see this or appreciate it, is the image that we have of ourselves and basically accepting ourselves. We do so many things so that we can maintain an image. I was talking to a guy just the other day and he was upset because the boss well, someone reported him to the boss for something he didn't do. And so he went and met the boss and was reprimanded and they worked it out. And I said, gee, that must have been awful. And he said, no, no, the, the thing was, it was my reputation. I didn't want to see the boss and have my reputation tarnished. And that's pretty much what happens to us in most of our endeavors. When you go out and interact in any social circumstance, we have a self-image that we want to present to other people. And that is one that people can respect and you can be respected. If you go out and have absolutely no mind to who you are, how you present yourself, then the acceptance that you get will be minimal. And living as social creatures, this is the death rattle to any successful relationship. So basically, we're looking for comfort, we're looking for security, and we're looking to maintain a self-image that allows us to have acceptance. The big problem though, and this is what it's all leading up to, is that in order to achieve these things, we do one of two things. We either go out of our way to compromise ourselves or to please other people, often doing these things simultaneously. So if you're in that job and you're working it because you know it's secure, then you're compromising who you are at your core. Maybe you're at a social gathering or even a work gathering and you put on this perma-smile. You just want to present yourself that everything's okay. You're trying so hard to please other people. It's so important that we delineate between people-pleasing and loving others. And the way to tell the difference is that if you really love others, then you're doing it without 
wanting anything back. It's something that you give and if you get something back, that's great. If you don't get anything back, that doesn't matter because that's essentially what love is. Love is selfless. So just like pain, which we hate so much, is one of the most valuable tools that we have. Essentially, if you're born and you can't feel pain, you won't live very long. You need that pain reflex in order to tell you that something is damaging your body. Same thing goes for this. This is a little alarm that lets you know that everything is not quite okay. If you're going out there and you're pleasing people in order to get a result, then you have to examine your motives. And look, I'll be honest, in today's society, sometimes we have to do things that we don't want to do. If you go out and you act as you feel all the time, then chances are that you'll be unemployed, lying on a couch, and just not doing anything with your life. But the opposite is true. If you go out and your goal is just on pleasing people and you want to please people because you want to be liked or you you want to be successful, it comes across as insincere. And people can see that. Even children can see that. It's something that is really cringy and it's really confronting when you find out for the first time that that's been happening to you. So if you do notice that you're out there pleasing people, don't necessarily stop, but just look at your motives. Are you doing it for the right reasons? Sometimes, hey, there is reasons. If you go out to work and you're like, I don't feel like doing this, and you just act like you feel, then you should have actually taken the step and tried in some capacity to please people in order to carry out your job. The goal of this is so that you don't spend all of your time in this place. If you come from a deep position of love, then you'll notice more and more you'll stop having to do this people-pleasing thing. In fact, it becomes something that's second nature. And when that happens, suddenly your needs are met. Suddenly you find comfort, a deep set of comfort. Suddenly you feel right something deep inside you achieve that certainty that everything is right because you're coming from a pure source and finally that self-image that you built on a foundation of sand has been swept away and you can see that that was just false you're presenting yourself in order to get a goal you wanted to be seen as mr confident mr charismatic mr got it all together Miss really righteous, miss kind, all that sort of stuff. Get rid of it. And if you come from that position of love, then everything works out. You have your true self. Because I believe that we were created to love. Now, if you're a Christian, you know this. And if you're an atheist or believe in something else, then chances are you've heard some of Buddha's wisdom and found that to be interesting. So I just ask you to have an open mind as I read one verse. Mark chapter 12, verses 30 to 31. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So this means that those people who take Christianity out of context and say, hey, it's kind of weird how we have 
all those laws and rules and everything like that, when they come back down to that foundation and start from that position of love, everything works out. And incidentally, if you go about living your life just by these principles, even if you don't believe, chances are you'll be more happy and successful as well. So that's it. I'm going to leave you with that. Everything is about love. I could have said that at the start, but there's a few things to get through it. This works for contemporary psychology, ancient wisdom, and in your life. So I implore you to try this on, and I'll speak to you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.